This is the Two Guys Being Dudes podcast with your host, Jared Camden and Jason Adams. Two average guys just being dudes. From MMA to golf, from Big Brother to Fargo, Bacardi to Grey Goose, they talk it all. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. It is Sunday, June 22nd. Two guys being dudes back. Jason, Sunday completely stopped 100% for Tiger Woods. How did you feel about it? And is, it, is Tiger back? You know, it's interesting because it's uh, I had planned to get up and watch it, right? So I got up. I think there was a text that you sent out, uh, something about the back nine is going to be awesome or something like that. So, And I think at that point, Tiger was at like five or six. Uh, and I would say the imagination started to soar. Uh, so Tiger, to me, was probably in that 95% range of being Tiger. Uh, but that, you know, that last 5% is, is what makes Tiger Woods the greatest golfer of all time. And I don't know if that 5% ever comes back, right? So he may you think, just... You think Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of all time? I, I would think, arguably, against the competition that he's played that way the game has come. I think that Jack's definitely got more and has done more over his career, but nobody's to me was as dominant or scary as Tiger was over that course of time. So that, that like six, seven year stretch, he was the, the greatest golfer to ever play. I think that Tiger in his prime beats Jack in his prime on any course, giving any clubs, giving any balls, anytime I think Tiger wins. Better athlete. But what, let's before we get into that great debate, what did you think today? Oh, I was fucking full boner the entire day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, this is, I've been, you actually would have had to pay it up on a bet. And I'm like, I don't even know how much we like bet. Yeah. But I have the over one or over half that he will win again. Yeah. This is just everything I've always said is like when there's a course and there's difficulty, there's going to be one guy who knows what the heat's like of going against Tiger. And that's Tiger. Like all these young guns and stuff like that, when they see the name moving up or what happened today is they were moving back and Tiger gets involved. Like that's something that they don't know about. Like that, that the pressure's in, it's in the air and they know it's Tiger on the prowl. I would agree um, that it, it, I would agree that they shook a little, but not so much. It, they weren't shaken to the bone. Like, cause Jordan Spieth fell off there for a little while. He had that bogey and then a double bogey. And then, you know, there were some challenges uh, with some of the rest of the field. But I don't think any of them were terrorized by the fact that Tiger was there. I think because at one point Tiger had a one-stroke lead. Is that right? Yes. On like the eighth hole, ninth hole maybe? Give or take. Yeah, and then then Molinari, who ends up winning the thing, was the better golfer for 18 holes in that group. He was better than Tiger in that group. I think, uh, I forget who said it. What was ever doing the night? I don't know if it was Nance or whoever it was, but they made a great statement early on and said, if Tiger could beat Molinari today, there's a really good chance that he wins the Open. But he didn't even beat Molinari. So uh, so that, that fear of Tiger was playing with a guy that was as steady as a rock. I mean, that guy played phenomenal. He was the most consistent. No bogeys on, uh, on the last two days. So... No, I, I know. I completely agree with that. No, I, and I was going to make that point of like, you know, th- his own guy he was going against, you know, it wasn't 
lost in the moment. But I mean, Molinari has been the best golfer in, in the world in the last three months. I mean, there's he's at least in the top three. I mean, it's it wouldn't be you know his last uh, five outings, he's won three and finished second twice. Hmm. Um, so, but like Tiger wasn't doing the things to kill himself, and Tiger look he was having fun, and that was the big thing afterwards. I didn't like when Channel or NBC like showed twice of him like hugging his kids and shit like that. I'm like, all right. Like. Well, it was kind of funny. We were watching it. And as you see, Tiger's walking off. Molinari's ahead of him, right? And you could tell the cameraman was being instructed who to follow. Because originally it was on Tiger and then Molinari, who's just won the British Open, one of the most prestigious events in all of sports, is walking away. And they, you can see the guy's kind of hanging on to show Tiger. And then they goes and watch Molinari. And after 10 seconds, it switches back and it's just Tiger and his kids, right? And you're just like, all right. The interesting thing that will come out of this is what were the ratings? How did the ratings change when he started to get on the run? Because even in our group text, like once we started like going back and forth, right. our two friends that weren't watching were like, wait, what the fuck's happening? And it's like, I mean, it would, I, I honestly, when he took the lead, I was like, I'm, I was getting like teary eyed. I didn't know, like, I'm being, and I am being dead honest. I sure. was like, I fucking love this guy. And it's like, I've been the only one I think been banging on the drum out of all of our friends. Like, no, he will win again. Like there's going to be a weird tournament. And I, this was like a perfect weird tournament for him to win. And you know, it got away from him, but I mean, there's going to be more opportunities. He's going to get more comfortable. It's all about him staying healthy. I tell you this and, much, and, and this sounds, and I don't know if you agree, but you're right. We were really in that text chain. It was going crazy and all that. But it was the most anticlimactic <laughs> event of golf that had so much potential to be the greatest golf event of all time. Because there was, at one point, there were six people tied with like five or six holes to play. They could have had this incredible playoff. It could have done all this. Tiger's in it. Tiger takes the lead. All this amazing stuff could have happened. And at the end, it was kind of all right. Molinari wins, you know, because the one guy, Schwaffle, Waffle, Waffle, whatever his yeah. name was, Xander. I, yeah, I was just like, uh, this guy's out of it. I text that to you. I don't know at, at the whole, the fifth or sixth hole. I was like, this guy's done. He can't hit a shot anywhere. And then it ends up, he's the only one that has a chance to even make a play at going. Was it was it seven or eight under? Eight under maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the question, the, the really weird one, and the guy who's like not getting the flack because Tiger's a story. I mean, Spieth choked that one away, man. <laughs> choked, choked, choked. I mean, I even I had money on him too. Yeah, and I had, my, you know, what Xander guy had a better round than him. Yeah, yeah. He uh, no, it's it, it, Spieth had. Uh, you know, I wonder sometimes when you do that because it was just was it just last year when he gave up four strokes early. And then came back uh, for yeah, a victory. Yeah, yeah, so I think he gave up four strokes in the the final round last year, and then came back and won. You remember because he, he was going way, and then he steered the ship right. So sometimes yep. I wonder if that luxury of being able to do that doesn't put um, the extra stress that might be appropriate for the time to, to hit your best shots to say, "Oh, that one got away. It's all right. I can get it back. I've done it before." Uh, but he just choked. I mean, that he went bogey, double bogey there, and it was just like, holy shit. The one thing I'll say, though, and I, the word choke is a very interesting word in sports. He definitely it was upbeat about it. Like, I mean, you could see it, he was just kind of like smiling on his face. It's like, I just don't have it. Like, today, like, it just gets away from me. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he choked that away. But I'm like, dude, to be in that position, he's 
he's what 24 yeah. yeah and he's been the 50 hole 54 hole leader like seven times in a major like yeah this guy's gonna at least get four more and then how about like out of nowhere like rory gets on a run I, rory can't putt at all like i can't it's amazing how far off he is you know he's 29 now yeah yeah i remember when he was a little pipsqueak playing as an amateur in this shit man yeah i mean rory i thought i kind of felt like he was going to come back and win this one right because he was that eagle putt from oh i don't know it had to be a freaking hundred feet out that thing when wow. it rammed in to time to put him in to tied up i was like oh it's on now and that that was the single point right there when I thought we are about to experience the greatest nine holes of golf ever left. It may have been seven holes at that point, but I was like, this is going to be the greatest tiger's going to fight back. Rory's coming through. I mean, all these huge names that you would just expect. And then that's what I was saying. It just puttered out, but we're always going to remember the 2018 British open and be like, Hey, remember when tiger made that run and, you know, all their names are on there. I think this one's going to stick out, and especially being Carnoustie, which is just, has such a legendary story. Um, but it was just so amazing when, the, like, the front nine of Tiger being, like, everybody else is, like, struggling, and he was just hitting the ball straight. You know, he led the uh, tournament in fairways. Hit. Tiger did? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, in nice. what world? And what pa- – like, we would have never – I've no. never heard of that. No, so I it's did like see we're something. seeing this next generation of Tiger – where it's like, hey, I'm I'm gonna. It's just gonna be when it's puttery gets hot. We're gonna get into this amazing tiger run. So, do you think how many uh, tournaments are left for this year? A dozen, maybe. I don't. I maybe. I know. Th- so this is what's great is he actually he he's now fiftieth in the world. So now he made he qualified for the yeah the FedEx thing. Yeah. No, the Bridgestone fucking World Golf Tournament. Oh yeah. So that's is that next weekend. No, yeah, it's, no, it's not the weekend after. So I'll be there like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Nice, nice. So I get to see the old LT grade. And I got like some uh, like some special passes, man. So I get to get like way back in the back. So tell Eldridge I say hi. Yeah, I'm going to tell Eldridge. Be like, hey, man, you know, I think you're releasing a little early on that on the left side of the putt there, you know. You know what it was? I really think it what, what kind of killed his momentum. The lack of oh, a no. collar. Oh no! I love this look. I love the no collar. How many how many majors has he won without a collar? None. None. It's going to stay that way. He's going to have to put the collar on if he's going to try to win. Respect he was wearing the a sport. Collar a week, I know, but you got to finish with it. You got to have the red and the collar because then you can pop that thing when you're going through it. You know, you get. But today it looked like he was wearing a t-shirt. I was like, you're not going to let you win. That no shirt has isn't even on sale yet, by the way, because it's a loser shirt. No, it is not. It's, oh you know what? It's, it's that's blood red, by the way. That, blood that red. Kind of, that's Nike blood red. Blood like, red so T-shirt. How but, about uh, throwing a collar on it? It's, it's, Francis Molinari, by the way, a tiger or a uh, Nike golfer, and was not even on their website. Wasn't even listed. <laughs> but let's get to the real sporting news of the day, can we? Yeah, go ahead. The scarlet and gray team from the basketball tournament had an impressive second round victory to go into the quarterfinals in Atlanta next week. How impressed were you by the play of Jared Sullinger today? Was that the wait, is that JJ Sullinger or is that Jared? I can't remember Jared, anymore. Who. Jared. But did we call him JJ? 38 and 20, I believe, was his numbers today. Is JJ his brother? <laughs> yeah, JJ's his brother. Okay, like I don't even remember that shit anymore. 38 mm-hmm. and tw- 20 what? 38 points, 20 boards. 
See, I don't know anything about this. I know you win like what, $5 million if you win? It's $2 million, winner takes all. And let's talk about a few things here. I know you haven't watched it, but this time, last year, the Dr. Mim and I went to some little town in Illinois, I think, is where the, it was. This year, the Eastern sectionals were held at uh, Capital University in Columbus, a sold-out Columbus, Ohio arena packed with Buckeye fans. It was actually pretty Wait, it was impressive. Where? It was at Capitol where? University. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the game was good, and there's a couple things I want to talk about. Who'd they play? Uh, this game they played the Marauders, I think, which were oh. all former Texas Tech uh, players. Bro, let me tell you something. If I started any team on this planet, they'd be called the Marauders. Like that the is Marauders. a fucking it's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name. Shout out Tribe. So they, they, uh, it was a good game. It was close. Now, there's two things of the aspect that I'm sure you don't know about that I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is the Elam scoring system at the end. What this is, is when there's a dead ball with less than four minutes left to go in the game, they take the team that is leading. So in this case, let's say it was the Buckeyes. They were up, I don't know, 65 to 60 at this point, okay? Under four minutes, they turn the clock off. They add seven points to the team score, right? Mm -hmm. And then the winner is the first one to get to that number. So in this case, if they had 65, they had seven. So it's the first one to 72. Yeah, no, I know about this. Okay. So what do you think of that? I think it's fucking great. I love it. Oh, do you? Nice. Yeah, because you don't you can you don't need to worry about people fouling out. Right. Um it's it definitely is like we're not gonna be re, like we're still gonna be reviewing plays and everything like that, but it like really just cuts down on a bunch of wasted timeouts and stuff like that. No, I think it's amazing. I don't think you can I, I know they're uh the Rockets actually uh a month ago put this up for like debate in the uh, rules for the NBA, which the NBA will never change. Like it's whatever. Right. But no, I really, I actually really like well, that idea. I think you can't do it for betting sucks. reasons, right? It ruins yeah, betting. Yeah. Right. So, so that's one thing I thought you wouldn't like. Now what was interesting about it today is a couple things. One is the game ended. The Buckeyes had three possessions in a row, which they scored. They hit a three pointer. They hit a drive for two and to end the game, it was an alley-oop from David Lighty to no, it was an alley-oop from Jared Sullinger to David Lighty. To win the game. Cool way to end the game. Alley-oop, half-court alley-oop, dunks it, game over. Right? Cool. Okay. I like that. But the guy that invented the Elam scoring system, his name is David Elam. And they were interviewing the entire time. And I was thinking to myself, what a prick. You named this whole thing after yourself. And he's out there promoting it, trying to convince other uh, basketballs. Especially he's trying to push it for like... Uh, rec leagues and all of those kind of things to adapt the Elam scoring system. That's a little, what, what, no, what do you want them to call it? I just call it. I don't know. I don't know. Come up some name other than your last name. No way. I like that. Really? Yeah. I think I, like he invented it. Like it's a really, actually it's a really good idea. I think it's like really smart for like rec leagues and stuff like that. And like AAU. Yeah. I think it's like actually really smart. Cause it shows like, Hey, this is what we're aiming for. Like it kind of like resets the game. Aren't you I doing? You're doing James Naismith a huge disservice if you're going to, because he didn't call it Naismith ball. He didn't call it let's go play some Naismith. He said no, let's go play basketball because they had a peach basket, a peach basket and a ball, and that's so they said basketball, right? So that's how I came to. 
They didn't say Naismith ball. They didn't call it baseball. They didn't change it. I don't even know who invented baseball. That's not, but that's, that's this is a, a scoring system off the game, though. Like, it's not a bad last name, too. If his name was Smith, I don't know. Or Camden. Who would want to go the Camden route? I mean, this is Camden, New Jersey. That's all anybody thinks of. <laughs> Fucking mess. And there's like a type of pant, Camden. Hey, I was going to actually, oh, shit. I just forgot it. Oh, how come there's not anybody good named like Mike Smith? Or like John Smith. There are, but and there's like, only one, and he was a long time ago, and nobody wants to have that name, so they change their name now. To Every It's like the most common name is like Mike Smith or like John Smith. Why are there no good athletes with those names? Why are there so – what's the one name in like baseball? And there's like eight guys that have had the name. And Hernandez. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like actually an American name, and it's like how the hell are that – it seems like there should be a lot of good Mark Smiths and John Smiths and everything in life. Like there's so – many of them and there's just not maybe they're just so many and so average that no one's you're never pushed to be better if you're just a mark smith you're pushed to be good not great i think you got to make yourself like shine though because there's so many really <laughs> it just seems so weird to me that like this comment like who was the basketball player that jason williams uh-huh. like there's so many jason williams that have played basketball jay williams or jason williams there's jay there's been three there's Jay, Jay Williams who flipped his bike. Jason Williams who, who yeah. White Thunder, white chocolate. Yeah. Jason, yeah, it's that Jason Williams. And then Jason Williams that played for the Nets and shot yeah. the whole Harlem Globetrotter driver in the chest. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. There's hey, a baseball one too, though. It's which like Jason a- would you want to be? None of them have a perfect fairytale story. Who's the best one? I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be Jay Williams, like the Duke guy. The Duke guy? Uh, yeah, white chocolate. I'd be white chocolate. Wow, he still I, balls out, too. So I still went I went straight to Jay Williams, the Duke basketball guy. See, that's my thing. He's though. on like, TV all the time. He's got a great life. Would you want to be a Duke guy, though? Does that even affect you? I, I, I'm thinking for the, for the greater scale of everything, as much as I dislike Duke, I think that life can be pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. Working with Digger Phelps and then, like, on Saturdays. Hanging out on Saturdays, yeah. Court. Yeah. yeah. I mean... You know, and everybody goes, oh, he wrecked his bike. What an idiot. You know, that was a one-time thing. He made an idiotic move, hurt himself. Uh, that was not like a one-time thing. He was a known shithead, right? When he played for the Bulls? He never really played. He had, he had one partially good season, right, before he destroyed himself on the motorcycle. I thought he was like a shithead. I don't know. I think he was pretty good. I think I, all Duke players are shitheads. Pretty so. much. I mean, I would agree with that. We, so let Actually, me ask I you one more thing before we get off basketball. So here's this what is the, the name, what's by the way what's the guy's last name one time Elam E L A M yeah because at first I thought they were saying Elon so I was like oh did Elon Musk even make basketball better cool but then I saw it was Elam and this guy was wearing a striped shirt with like a paisley tie it was just a horrible look and and he was just I don't know I just thought him to be an arrogant prick but here's the other interesting thing now that the Buckeyes we don't know exactly why but apparently if they make it to the finals game. Big Jared and Seliger can't play. And he may not be able to play in the semifinal game. I'm not sure. I didn't do any research whatsoever. I just heard him talking on TV. Because we're not sure if he's either getting married or he has to be in China for his basketball team over there. But Probably his basketball team over there. But he's, he's leaving and he's being replaced by Greg Oden. That's not good. No. So there, there's this whole team that's doing really well. They're the number one seed right now in the east did they win last year no they came in second or third they had a good run 
They got beat by the team that had won three years. There's a team called like Overseas Elite. And it's like all these players, great college players from different colleges all over that all play overseas, right? And so it's a really, it's kind of like an all-star team of people that aren't in the pros. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of, like the game we watched earlier was Team Ferdet. And it was Jimmy Ferdet had put yeah. together a team. And I don't know if they were all guys from BYU or from out West or people he knew, but but typically it's it's like uh, alumni of certain schools. Because even yeah. Scarlet and Gray has other non-Ohio State players on the team. Do the players get all $2 million? Yeah. So that's, well, the team. So this is the way it works. That team concept is who's ever the, uh, the team distributes the money however they seem fit, the $2 million. So coaches, blah, blah, players, blah, blah, blah. And I think they have some guarantees written into it and all this. And I think players, whatever they've negotiated. But also, if you're the number one fan for that team, and that's done by social media posts, by gaining followers and track. I thought this was a brilliant idea. The number one fan of that team gets 40 grand. So like if you're out promoting and doing all this kind of stuff and they say, and then also only the way you've, I don't know, done yourself. I thought it was a, a kind of a cool idea to bring that in. So I'm sure grand. Buckeye guy is going to win or Buckeye <laughs> nut or one of those fuck faces. Um, can they call themselves Buckeyes? No. So that's why they're team Scarlet and gray. Even that I'm shocked they're allowed to do that then. Yeah. I think I, I guess apparently, uh, Thad Mata was there yesterday and they did this huge thing and they all like standing. O, and they had him do like move. Like when you win, you take your name and you move it over on the thing. And, and so I don't know, you know, cause he recruited all those players, coached all those players. That's all his guys. But I mean, same shit that you always see. Diebler was hucking threes all over the place. Aaron Kraft was stealing balls everywhere. Diebler. What's his name again? John Diebler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's Lauderdale, Diebler, Buford, Lighty, um, Sollinger, Kraft, Scooney Penn's the coach. Uh, the villain is the assistant coach because uh, he can't play because he still has an NBA contract. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is over there. Oh, BJ Mullins. Uh, you I cannot him? stand Ohio State basketball. <laughs> This You're year. just naming all the reasons why I can't stand this. This year is going to be freaking rocking. And next year, that we got one of the best recruiting classes of all time. Yeah. I have oh. no idea anything about Ohio State basketball. So what else I've, is going I, on? Let's, talk, let's stop talking sports. We've been talking about that. I, way I actually was in their arena the other day, though. It was actually in, uh, a nice little thing behind the scenes at Ohio State. So Doing what? Talking liquor, man. Come on. Talking liquor with Ohio man. State. That should be a new podcast. <laughs> we got the uh, we got the Jay Z Beyonce coming to Ohio Stadium. So, Ohio Jay-Z. Stadium or outside? Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, Taylor Swift did sixty four thousand. That's it. Well, I mean, it's not. It's half the. That was more than a Rolling Stones. It's the biggest outdoor concert they've ever done. Oh, I never knew that. I, I thought that was. I mean, then I'm sorry, Miss Swift. I yeah. just, uh, I just, I always, I'm so used to hearing a hundred thousand when you're talking about. I figured once they put all the people on the, because they, they put people all on the, the field, right? Yeah, but there's stages all over the field too. So like she like zip line to, K, or to different um, stages and shit like that. I'm not a big fan of zip line and entertainment events. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? Zip lining is like the greatest thing of all time. We just talked about Shawn Michaels zip lining the other episode. But we also talked about Owen Hart. That wasn't a zip line. That was a drop line. 
Well, same there's, a, there's a huge difference. No, one's vertical, one's horizontal. You can't say it's the same idea. I guess not. You wear a yeah. harness on both, but I hear you. You're right. Yeah, rust in peace, blue blazer. Um, yeah. So, and Jay Z, uh, his uh, team, Rocka fella, they're uh, take care of his product, Duce, which is what, a product that I have. So, so he brings his own liquor to the shows. I'm confused. No, like Duce is available, and then like the Rocka family, uh, we work with them directly to make sure they get all the liquor that they need. This is like a third language. So, Duce is Duce. Uh, Duce is a brand of what? Cognac. Cognac. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got our cognac. And yeah. Rocka is is the family of Jay-Z. Jay-Z's got a crew called Rocka Fam. Rocka the, Family. Rocka Family. But are they like blood family or it's like his posse? It's his posse. Okay. Like, remember he had Rockefeller Records? It's, I mean, it's that posse of people. Okay. I would say on a scale of how easy they are to work, I'd say from 1 to 10, they're about a one point being easy at the 10 side of the scale. Yeah. Like, Hey, we know exactly what we need. Here's the numbers. That's, that's all we ask for is like, how many cases of liquor do you guys want? It's not exactly that easy, but no, everything, everything went well, but we had a good meeting with them and they, they actually told us some stuff that they might have cooking for the uh, football season too. So I'm a little off. I don't quite understand this. Cause I don't typically think that I'm going to go to a concert and have a glass of cognac out of a paper cup. It's for the people behind like backstage. Oh, oh, so this is the performers and stuff? Mm-hmm. So they bring the, their own liquor? So they're actually no, partaking? The stadium, in... the stadium buys the liquor that's theirs. Like, they're going to go and buy Doucet and have it. That somehow there's like four VIP bars behind the stage. So all those bars have to have um, Bacardi products and especially Doucet. Hmm. And then inside the actual stadium, they're going to have some different um, Doucet, like freestanding things so people can buy Doucet out there. Here's what's crazy though. So, you know, Beyonce has a, like an album or a song called like Lemonade. I, I don't know any of this, but I'll agree. Okay. Sure. So I don't know. I, once again, look at me. I'm like, it's either a song or an album. I don't even know. But um, Jay-Z cheated on her. I knew that. And she, yeah. And she made like this thing called like Lemonade is like a comeback. You know what Ducey's best in? Lemonade. Yeah. And like, well, we could do a drink with Ducey and Lemonade. I'm like, ah too sure if jay-z is gonna be okay with that like i don't know because he's such a marketer i'm sure he would he'd be like fuck yeah let's sell it yeah they made a shit ton of money Mm -hmm. i mean off of him cheating which is crazy but the the other crazy thing is it's like it's called on the run too like this jay-z beyonce tour i have yet to meet someone who's like it's gonna be cool to see jay-z like every single person that's involved is like beyonce man i'm like jesus man like is jay-z just like a bump on a log like is he is he in the top five like rappers of all time? No. Top 10? For what he's done as a total work, but just as a pure rapper, I, I've never been compelled to listen to Jay-Z. But I'm also a wh- different age group here, right? Why I can't put him in the top 10 is there's not, I don't even know the song. I would be like, this is the song what vaults him. Yeah, that New York song was a big one of his, right? Oh my God, that song sucks. Yeah, but that was his one of his biggest songs, right? Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, I would think like, yeah, probably. Big Pimpin' is really, oh, I know you're from New York because, yeah, because yeah. it's like played nonstop. Nonstop. But that's not even, but it's like the words are never his though. It's always, what's her name singing it? Is that Rihanna singing in the back? No. I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, to I me, Jay-Z doesn't make my top 10. I've got, I can easily fill a top 10, which we've never done. We should probably do that at some point. Mine, mine would be, uh, yeah, we can do that. But mine, mine's terrible. Like the people I like, most people are like, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, no, he would be my top 15 though. Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z got caught by Nelly. I think Nelly fucked hip hop up, man. Nelly came from out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, this country grammar shit was like popular, and all the beats went like this sideways way where it was like everybody wanted to sound like Nelly. And it's like Jay Z just got the worst fucking beats. Jay Z's beats are trash until Kanye came along. And it's like so, if you listen to Jay Z Volume Two in my life, or whatever the fuck it's called, no, Jay Z Volume Three, there's like two or three songs on there that are like done by Kanye. Like the original Kanye shit back in the day. And then it was like everybody else. And it's like, you can tell how different it is. Like you can see hip hop is already a change. But Jay-Z had the worst beats back in the day. Right. The worst. I I really, I don't know. I just stopped listening to rap at uh, like that style of rap. I just didn't enjoy from Kanye on. I don't know when, I, I don't know when it started, but somewhere in that time. There, did I tell you about, I went to the Short North Food Hall and how they like switched off all the TVs and shit? Have we talked about this? No. So I don't know anybody's music. So like, I know what Post Malone, you know who Post Malone is, right? I've heard the name. I couldn't pick a song out if I was forced to. Wait, you've never seen him before? No. Okay, while I'm talking, look him up real quick on Google. So Post Malone is this rapper who's like this white guy, tattooed city, just like absolutely insane. I don't know any of his music. Couldn't tell you. So I'm at this bar and at like 9.50, it was like the atmosphere changed. It's the easy way for me to tell you that the preppy white people started to walk out. Right. And I'm like, how, like, where are these people going? Like, this is crazy. Everybody's leaving this bar that's packed all at once. And then, you know, some other people started to walk in. Some girls that were like in dancing clothes. A bunch of my friends walked in and I was like, okay, this is interesting. So like 950 hits, some of the lights go down and everybody's like, Woo! I'm like, all right, everybody's getting into it. Like still have no idea what's happening at 10 o'clock. All sports go off. Like the screens just go blank. And the only thing on was like poker. So I was like, who gives a shit? Then like all the screens come on and for the like next three hours, they just played music videos. Like modern music videos or like old stuff or what? modern music videos sprinkled in with like a little bit old, like some Cindy Lauper would come on. I didn't even know new shit had videos. Like, and I don't like, I don't look, I'm, I'll be dead honest. Like I know who the Migos are. I know what they sound like, but I've never known a name of a song. I've never taken the time to listen to a song. Cause it's always like quick. It was actually cool seeing like a music video and seeing like what they're like, how they were like aiming the song to be in a way. Like, it was, like, actually, like, a really, and, like, everybody was involved, and not only me, other people were like, oh, I had no idea, like, this person was featured on that, or I thought it was a really interesting idea to have, like, actual music videos, and then I was thinking, if I was at home, I would watch just the music video, like, what they were playing at that bar, mm -hmm. I would watch here all the time at home and just listen to it, because it's good music, but I don't have the time to find good music. I do not have any time at all. Like, I can barely find the music on my phone half the time because i'm like someone deleted my music and then i just searched a little bit deeper and it's in there well somebody did delete some music one time i swear to god yeah I'm staying on the staying on the case i don't know 
I'm just looking at oh. Post Malone. I see his picture, and one of his last tweets was seven days ago was, is meatball and fruit. <laughs> okay. That, this guy, I'm sure he's an American rapper is what it says. Uh, his, and I'll tell you what, I heard two songs of his. Uh-huh. Weren't, well, they were not bad at all. But I guess I said something like that. I was like, it's not bad at all. And someone was like, well, they all sound the exact same way. Yeah, I have no idea. Like he doesn't have much of a variance. All right, I got, some, I, I got something. We got to get out of this because I just remember something I want to talk to you about. Oh, God. Now, yeah. what are you talking? Is this, it's not going to be that bad. Okay. It's actually fucking one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Last Chance You, third season. You're going to see that your Netflix says that you've watched the whole season. You have. Um, I watched the entire thing. I could not stop watching. They have this coach this year. He is a, like, I'd say he's in his 50s. Maybe younger than that. Big guy, big white guy. He grew up in Compton. This guy says motherfucker at least 400 times in 10 episodes. Really? It is unbelievable when this guy starts talking to his players. So I'm going to give the small little synopsis of this one thing that happens. So all the like, so to give the backstory, this is a JUCO. So all the kids will come to JUCOs that fail out of high, out of college and try to like rehabilitate themselves in these top like 20 schools and then go back up to the big schools. So this is a true story. This isn't a documentary. Fiction. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is the, have you ever seen last chance you? No. Oh my God, Jason. The stories are incredible. It's one of the best shows of all time. Like, Actually, the season two is like a tearjerker at the end. Like, it's actually like Jeez. really good. All right. Yeah. Now so, I have to watch. Good. No, you'll really, really enjoy it. So, the first two seasons took place at a different university, though. So, they like, they got this new university, and the whole trick is this guy becomes the coach, and you had to play a certain amount of players from Kansas. And then you couldn't bring in as many kids from, like, outside because uh, they wanted the kids to be white. Right. So, they – so then – all the universities like sued the state like this is racism man mm-hmm. and they lifted it so you could have unlimited um unlimited offers to anybody from out of state so this guy like transferred like goes to the school and gets all of these kids to come there he's too many mm-hmm. like he's got way too many players so it's episode four and it's the 38th minute if anybody just like doesn't care and just wants to skip to it because i've watched it like nine times now he gives a speech to his kids about how they keep missing class. Jason, it is one of the funniest things of all time. He's like, and you, and you, Sam, Sam, you got four F's. Son, you failing art. You're failing art. Motherfucker, go to class and draw something. God <laughs> damn. But, uh. and, and I, like, I won't go too far or anything else, but it's pretty much like, go to class, turn your phone off. You'll get the C. Who right. gives a fuck? Right. And then he drops the knowledge to everybody that motherfuckers, when I was in high school, college, I didn't learn a damn thing. He's like, I don't know what a microbe is. I don't know what an atom is. But motherfucker, I'm streets. And then they pan over to this like black receiver coach and he's just nodding his head like, yeah. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. It, oh, man. As far as like, because every kid has like a really fucked up story, man. Right. I think me and you being that, you know, we've got, we've been blessed to know a few guys that have played at Ohio state. You know, a lot of these guys, I mean, you think they live the greatest lives of all time. Right. But, but this, this show actually shows you behind and 
like how self-conscious they are in class nice. and like how, you know, cool. It, it's just an amazing show, but man, this coach, he is a cocky son of a bitch. And then they, they kind of don't let you into his world. Like they did the last coach. And right. then they like later on in the season they do, but I, I couldn't stop watching. It's so, it, it really gets you like gassed up for football to come back. I'm like, woo doggy. Like, Get me the owl. Get me the Buckeyes. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. I'm already, like, all, like, for my job. Like, every bar I'm talking to, we're already talking about, like, OSU football. Yeah. Like, this, oh, I, like the summer's over. Like, nobody wants to talk about bullshit anymore. Like, it's all like, all right, what are we going to do for the Buckeyes? I'm like, yeah. god damn, man. It's crazy how fast it moves. Yeah. If but I, I highly recommend for anybody out there, if you're looking for something to watch, Last Chance You. The first two seasons are amazing. What make them so good is the um there's a the woman who's like trying to help the kids out mm-hmm. and she's like pam beasley she is the real life pam beasley nice and she yeah it's, she's like so popular and she like left that university and like started her own company where she like helps goes around the nation helping kids out wow nice huh good i have I, you said season one was decent i should watch it season one and two are great but like i said if you want to get straight into season three it doesn't <laughs> There's nothing that gives any, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no cross-references or anything like that. Right. Hmm. Oh, there is a – you know what? There is one cross-reference, but it wouldn't mess anything up. Because that, that university that they don't do anymore, like, the coach is still there. And, like, the, I mean, these coaches are – they'll get the players where they need to go, but yeah. they are fucking ruthless with these kids, man, because they know like, you got all the – like, these kids went to Michigan and shit. Like – I'm not talking about kids from like Tulane. Like right, right, it's right. like a Michigan kid. There's a uh, this season had a Florida State guy who was the number one ranked kid in his class. Jesus. And now he's in the middle of like Iowa playing like JUCO football. Well, it's like that uh, kid that came to Ohio State, uh, the quarterback that then turned into a receiver. That oh, I can't even think of his name now. Uh, yeah, I know. He was like such a good athlete. Yeah. That he, or it's like the one it's like that one uh quarterback that came here and had sex with a bunch of prostitutes and got caught oh yeah yeah he went juco yeah, yeah he fucked a lot of prostitutes yeah <laughs> i had class with him oh yeah nice he didn't show up to class the next day and, that, and he was like uh i don't know who it was in the football team but he was like man yeah you know he ain't gonna be here man he fucking in prostitutes and like <laughs> everybody in our class just lost it man. <laughs> so fucking funny man oh. he was a dick he was a dick yeah he was from Alabama. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. How does an Alabama guy go to Ohio State? That's what we were like. That's what everybody's making fun of him. I think they called him like his nickname was Mobile. Mobile. By the way, that was African American studies. Seventy-five percent Ohio State football players. Like no joke at all. Why were you in that class? I think I had to. Oh yeah. Those are actually. You know what? I still read one of the books that uh that they gave me in that class. I'm not even. Don't think I could even take a guess at what that book might be. Uh, it's called uh, uh, China Chepa. It's like the name of it. Oh, th- it's called Things Fall Apart. Hmm. It's about like uh, nobody here, nobody who listens is going to read it. So <laughs> it's this book where like these two tribes and this like father and son like have this bad like yeah. fight relationship kind of thing, and like it all is like coming to a head. And it's like these two tribes are going to go at it, and then the white people show up and like, yeah, we're going to take all you guys back. Wow. Damn. And that's that's where things fell apart. Can I ask you a dumb question? No. Okay. Podcast over. Podcast over. I'm out of here. Are you watching Big Brother by any chance? I have seen one episode actually. I. 
This is an e- is a is a three th- it's just three things. No get why. B- a big brother fatigue. I know it's a great season. I've already heard from everybody. Yeah. It's a lot of fatigue for me. Um, B, I don't have DVR. Right. So I know I can just use Cody. Right. Uh, federal government. I know you're listening. Uh, bite my balls. I don't care. That's fine. You can do that legally on Cody because it's broadcast over the air and you have an antenna. I don't even have Cody. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, number three, I just travel too much. I don't yeah. have time to like watch any sort of TV unless it's like last chance you on Netflix. I've only sat down and watched it like three times, but I've, I'm caught up of every episode because I got them all and watch them all. And there's something that's supposed to go on tonight. There was like some racial conversation that was between who we call Sexy Baby, this little midget guy named JC from Vegas. So we call him Sexy Baby. And then Bailey, I think the black girl. I think they're having like, there was like some social thing. And they, like Julie Chen was like, and on Sunday, many of you online, I saw the, the clash or whatever, and we're going to go and show it in its entirety on Sunday. So I know you haven't been watching it. It's a shame because this season is really good. The people are good. There've been big moves early. There are crazy fucking nutballs on the show. So they did a great job casting this year. So it's disappointing that you're not watching because we could, it'd be something fun to talk about. But I also, I'm kind of like you, like I have fatigue, but you kind of get in that trap. Like, like, I don't really care. And then you sit down, you watch one, and then, you know, because I've got them all recorded, so then all of a sudden it's like, boom, 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 you know, you, you knock out three or four of them real quick. You're like, oh, that was pretty good. It's a good way to waste well, you, time. Like, and you know how I am. Like, I mean, I like, I love to know what's going on with everything. Right. I like to be, a, I'm not a know-it-all, but I just like have a lot of dumb knowledge, so I like to, like, like to pepper it out there. Right. So the thing that's killing me the most now is I'm having to give up podcasts because I don't have time in the morning. Yeah, and it's like I was like, I'll just go through my list, and it'll be easy for me to pick. Luckily, I don't do fantasy anymore because those fantasy podcasts were taking me forever. Um, but I didn't. I had no idea what to ble- like what to delete. Yeah, it's. I had, I had no idea. I'm like these like all these podcasts mean so much to me. I don't. I have no idea what I'm going to give up. Still, I haven't even like I haven't actually fulfilled deleting any. But that's why I'm like Big Brother. I just wouldn't. I would rather there be like a wrap up show, like I could just watch or like. Right. <laughs> Right. A podcast I could watch, but then you would never actually get the stupid no, things. You would just get the quick up. That's no good. Yeah, you got to watch it for that. Because even even when you watch the show, it's so edited that you miss so much stuff. Oh. You know. And so, but you know, it's funny because now my wife, the first time in our relationship, she has a consistent, not nine to five, but she has to be. She's taking a class, and she's every day Monday through Thursday, eleven to five, right. So my day starts a little earlier because I have meetings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm usually like done with work around three o'clock. So now I have this window. (laughs) I have this window now, but, but you have to realize me being done at three o'clock. I also start at seven, right? So I go to seven to three or so. So now I've got this window of a couple hours every day and I'm just like, well, what am I going to do? You know? So then I was like, well, I'm going to catch up on podcasts. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go see movies. Really all I ever do now is I wander up because I have that movie pass, which I think is going to go out of business soon. And I go watch a movie and all that. So I've caught up on a bunch of different movies that are out there. But like you, I'm noticing I'm, I'm way behind in my podcast that I listen to. So like uh, between Rogan, I don't get it. I, I have to cherry pick which ones I want to listen to now. Like, I'm like, oh, there's one with Joey Diaz. I'm going to listen to it and all that. Because it was funny. Well, this, this weekend we went, I guess it was Thursday, we went and saw uh, Brian Callen and 
he was filming the special here in Chicago, which was great. And he had, uh, uh, you know, Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub with him. And they were talking about a fight companion where Brendan Schaub, for the first time ever in his life, tried marijuana. <laughs> and I, I had to go back and listen to it because it's one I missed. But I did, do you remember the one where apparently he ate one of those Death Stars? And yeah, just sat quite, completely trashed. Oh, yeah. So I hadn't seen it. So I was like, I'm realizing how much stuff I'm missing. I don't know why. All this time seems to be going. This work stuff is really getting in the way recently. I need yeah. I need less work. And not like you. I mean, I know you work all the time. But you're not in the car all the time, right? That's why you're not getting all your podcasts listened to. Even if it was. Like, you, I mean, even if I like it. Dude, I just get phone calls and phone calls and emails. And I can't, I, I'm like captain my emails have to be perfect like i cannot listen to anything while i'm doing my emails like i have to be completely zoned in make sure like because i don't like when somebody like replies all and says like well what did you mean by this like i want to make sure like i encompass everything so i can't listen then and as soon as i get in the car it's like i gotta call this person i gotta call this person so like i mean some the second i wake up i usually give myself like 30 minutes of like nothing like i put my phone away and like, I just, the first 30 minutes of my day, like I just get breakfast ready. Like I don't do shit. Now it's like, I mean, but as before I even wake up, I'm like mentally trying to get the podcast ready with my hands. You know what I mean? Like if I can get any five minutes and I'm skipping the first six, six minutes to get into Rogan. But like, I think I'm gonna have to give up like your mom's house podcast and like all that shit yeah. and just have like the BS podcast. And I don't listen to anything Barstool except for part of my taking now. Hmm. Fucking dude, this job is insane, man. I, I mean, I love it, but goddamn, dude, it's fucking like last week. I mean, I, I went to 38 bars in four days, man. You might have a problem, some would say, but. Well, I wasn't drinking. I was selling. <laughs> yeah. Good. So, but you know, it was actually fun. Uh, I had never been to um, East Lansing. Oh, yeah. It's a cool city. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So I went to probably like five or six bars up there. You know, people giving me shit, of course, but, you know, they can't really talk any shit. I'm like, yeah, you guys clipped us that one year, but, yeah. or, goddamn, I guess they clipped us twice for national titles. But, no, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was funny because on Wednesday, I, did, I, like, forgot, like, three times I was in Michigan. That's how tired I was. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable how tired I was this entire trip. Like, I at the end, I went into this bar that had the most amazing back bar I've ever seen in my life. I would bother to describe it but i can't i'll talk to you offline about it when it was all said and done i sold in all three marks that i wanted all three uh products and uh shook the guy's hand and there were some regulars at the bar kind of thing and i was like you know i've been to 38 bars in four days and you're my last one and now i get to drive four hours and 10 minutes home thank you so much for everything love you detroit or something like love you michigan <laughs> like that and the people like the regulars like gave me like a standing ovation and the one guy's like Hey, Sam, that's the only guy that's ever spending more hours than you in a bar. And there was like some drunk guy named Sam was like, that young kid, he ain't got shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like walking out the door. And as the, it's like, uh, it was probably 3.45 in the afternoon when I was getting ready to leave. And as the bar door is closing, the bartender says, he's leaving now. He's going to get in traffic. That dude is fuck. And it was like right when the door closed. And I was like, Get me to my car as fast as you can. I don't want to deal with that traffic. All right. Nice. So, but it was like, that was a, like driving back was like, okay, I can finally get through. Cause that was four hours and 10 minutes of like actual driving time. 
Wow. So it's like I burned through a lot, but I mean, that stuff's not there anymore. So it's that this job has taught me that it's a lot harder to actually enjoy life. Like you got to <laughs> like, like your own, like in the sense that there's just a lot of travel. So to actually like the moment you get, you got to really, really enjoy Cause before I, I like had a perfect schedule where I could like kind of do what I wanted with Republic. Right. You know, I had my like hours right. done out a certain way. Right. Now my job, swear to God, I'm a firefighter. All I do is put out fire. Sure. I just, so it's just like constant movement. It's, it's so funny. Cause I look at, I was thinking of back when I used to travel a ton, like, uh, and it was always a plane, right? Rarely a car. Almost every time it was a plane. And this was before, you had an iPad before you had any of this kind of stuff. And I would do everything. I, I was trying to hack stuff so I could rip movies so I could watch them on my laptop. And the laptop's battery would last like 45 minutes on a plane. So you could never watch like a full movie, you know, and there are no podcasts or none of that kind of stuff. And I was just thinking like my wife and I were talking like I know so many songs, like all the lyrics to so many songs. Cause I used to just listen to music nonstop, right? Whole albums at a time. Like, and I would listen, you know, boom, boom. And this was for years, probably 10 straight years. That's all I did. Just listen to music. And I heard it all. I was just thinking how cool life would have been if there were podcasts and stuff back then. Cause you could have put it on, could have learned something. I could have been so much yeah. smarter because yeah. now I've got counting crows lyrics and crash test dummy lyrics in my head, you know, yay, this is valuable information. This is helping a whole lot. The uh, offspring came on the other day in a bar and it was that song where like, you stupid, dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker. And I'm like singing the whole song and like the girl I was driving with was like, I thought you liked hip hop. And I'm like, honey, we didn't have much back in the day. I was like, it was the $17 CDs that I bought that I listened to. Like other than that, like I didn't have much of a choice. Oh so. yeah. I mean, I remember when the first iPod came out, like the big one with the crank thing on it and all that kind of stuff. And I loaded all my music on it. That was it was like 500 bucks, I think. And I actually, my, uh, at the time, the guy that was the president of the company that I worked for got it for me as a reward, a sales reward, because I, I sold the most stuff. And it was the greatest single thing I ever got because I had all my music loaded on. Because previously to that, there were like, I had like all these horrible, awful MP3 players that MP3s. just did. Yeah. And, and it was just awful. And, and even then, because I remember ripping comedy albums and putting them on the thing you know because back then there was no downloading stuff you had to get your cds put it in and if you had five different pieces of software to rip it so i'd, I'd had all these comedy albums so there were a bunch especially a lot of stuff by uh john panette i had like his all his work on that so i don't know any big plans for this week uh dude uh oh no yeah i'm actually in cincinnati wednesday thursday and or no Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'm in Cleveland on Friday. So it's pretty much just grab the bull by the horns and we're, we're running, man. It's just nonstop, nonstop. And then I got the Bridgestone next week, and uh, we'll have to figure something out. Um, when is that? Because I, I, I come into Columbus on the 3rd. Uh, it's just I'm up there Wednesday through Saturday. Shit. I'm, I may miss you because yeah. I'm coming in for our friends going away slash uh, baby shower party who's having a baby harry oh that's right yeah i fucking knew that yeah wait i think i, I think i knew that sorry harry if i forgot i'm busy um <laughs> busy. <laughs> but then no then i get back on so i'm gonna watch hopefully tiger makes the cut because it's and uh, dude if it 
pretty much they told us if Tiger makes it, they're going to order twice the amount of liquor. Really? Yeah, because they're like, it's going to drive away through the roof. And now with them playing so good, like this is we're going to make so much more money. It's going to be ridiculous. So I'm definitely going to the practice round Thursday, Friday. Then I'm going to try to sneak out just to be on the course a little bit Saturday. Then I got to zip back, get some sleep here. And then I'm going to Rough and Rowdy in Youngstown on Sunday, brother. So you're coming back. You're going to be in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You're going to drive back on Saturday. Yep. And then turn around and drive back to Youngstown on Sunday. Why wouldn't you just kind of get a hotel and drive over from Cleveland to Youngstown? Why don't you mind your own business? You got plans. <laughs> you got plans. Got shit. got shit I'm doing. And I got, I want to No, some people are going to jump in my car and we're going to go over there. We got a hotel for Sunday night. So we're going to, we got it planned out. So I'm going to, I'm going to zip back, grab some people, throw them in my car jam out 30, 30 fights, dude, 30 fucking fights. And for rough and rowdy i guess that's, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a huge no i already know that fuck no it's a guy who's like hell man i'll knock out any gay dude da, 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 da. just got out of prison he's fighting gay pat from barstool so it's like prejudice against the fucking gay guy like or they got a fucking hilarious name for it but like some of the fights that are breaking out now are gonna be amazing and we're gonna take signs in um super limited amount but uh definitely the two guys being dude sign will be in the crowd you can guarantee that um, but I'm going to do like all the numbers and have like a decimal point. Then every ring girl that goes in, like we'll put signs up and like rank the ring girl. Mm. All right. Cause that's a couple Sundays from now, right? Yeah. So it's like $15 to get the pay-per-view. I hope all of our listeners support our sister brand, uh, Barstool. You know, they're doing good things up there in New York. Yeah, they're, they're actually moving to Times Square. Wow. Yeah, no. Business that's the same up. weekend uh, as UFC 227 or whatever that is with uh, Cody and uh, Dillashaw. That's why I got to be back on Saturday. Is that where you're coming back Saturday? No, I'm just coming back Saturday because I just don't want to be gone for that long. I was like, because if you want to watch it, we should watch that. Are you going to be in town Saturday night? Yeah. Well, then what the hell? Yeah, we'll watch that. Yeah. I'm supposed to do uh, an adult party for going away, but I think I can do some of that and then we should yeah. do that other stuff too because i'm not really an adult uh, okay so we'll figure all that out i have a uh young kyle update from la oh nice i'd love yes. to hear it, we, I, uh, we held on to it this long to keep our listening audience in suspense yeah. so that we now we hit them with the real money shot yeah so uh well we were just going back and forth planning my trip out to la um, so everything's good now. Like I got everything figured out. I just wanted to read one text message from him. And the, the, it's just my favorite text message of all time. This was sent. I don't even know when this was a uh, two on Saturday. It's a very short to the point text, but it it's fun. I am pumped up for this wedding. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. Like, you send that text message if it's not your wedding. Right. Like that is, am I, is that, I'm pumped for this wedding. Like, yeah, man. Like it's the only one you're ever going to have. I think it's going to be an absolute best blast. You better fucking pray. Like you don't send that. You do not send this text to anybody. You destroy it. You, you write that out. Then you get rid of that and be like, Hey man, this is going to be like a good time. Yeah. I just I, wanna, yeah. I, you have to I, be I thought it was a very interesting text. You got to be careful on overselling your wedding. Right. 
You have to. Oh, do you? Yes, you have to. From experience, I can tell you right now. Because if you set it too high. Wait, did you oversell your wedding? No, I undersold it. We just told everybody, come to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And everybody's like, all right. We're like at the destination. You know. And then it turned out that it was literally three solid days of enjoyable times for anybody that came and went to it. Because it was was really well organized. It was completely anything you could want was available, right? So you had a good time, great food, great drinks, like good dances. There was like a piano bar. There was all sorts of cool stuff. So it was a lot of fun, but we didn't we didn't try to make a big deal about it because you don't want to have to worry about, like at least I didn't want to have to worry about what anybody thought, right? I was just going there to get married and then hoping people would have a good time. It turned out people had a really good time, I think. Uh, and so... But if I tried to upsell it to begin with, that could have been an issue. The uh, good two guys being dudes uh, uh, fact. Jason did not invite me to his wedding. Two guys being dudes fact. Did we know each other? That, you're the smart one. You tell me. Well, I've been married 13 years. We met. No, it was, yeah, we hadn't met yet. Yeah, well, maybe if you were smarter. You would have fucking met me by then. You would have been like, you know what? There's this guy I, I got to meet. And I would invite him. I'd I'm heard so, about I, I, I think I'd heard about you. Cause I check the mail all the time. The funniest thing was, and I, is like they kept talking about you. And then Jenny was like, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. We were in Michigan, right? And you came over and you had your Helen Keller shirt on. And you were funny. And we did a few things. Duh. We did a few things. It wasn't much. And that was it. And then... I met another friend and one of their friends. I don't know why all these big walnut slash Sunbury people all kind of hung out or whatever. I don't know how it all worked, but you guys all knew each other. And then I met somebody else that they knew. And so for like the next two weeks before I saw you, or I don't even know if I saw you or when after that, I honestly thought Jared was the other guy. (laughs) I didn't know it was you. Then the next time I think we got together was probably at my house. Right, before a football game, the next season. No, 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 no. no. We we met that day, and then we met at the Michigan OSU tailgate. That was in Michigan. That's when I'm the very first time I met you. No, I know the very next year, the first time that was the next time we saw each other. It was exactly one year from that date. Oh, really? Yeah, at Ohio. Because I really because only me and John came over. Jenny wasn't there, and I was like, "Hey," she said, "Like his name's Jason." I think I met him at Michigan. Oh, wow. See? And then me and him got stuck like right next to the music, which is Britney Spears. Then you were like, fuck this. And you played Run DMC. And we're like, oh, we're big like hip hop guys. And then we just played like good hip hop and peed sideways. And that is her. Wow. That's the only time I was ever at that tailgate. Is that one game? Oh, the tailgate at uh, Shoe. Yeah, it was one, one time. Wow. One. Wow. It's a little history for all you people. And this is what happens. And then you fast forward it and you're now here where we're. And I'm going to go ahead and, hey, I'm a guy being a dude today. I'm going to be dead honest. This is a C, C minus effort for me today. Oh, um, this is I'm the definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if you made it this far into the pod, like, I, I mean, I'm going to definitely listen to the tape. I'm going to get back at it this week. You know, I did. I have this two guys being dude, like notepad where I write down things that like happened during the week. All right. So I can remember it. Blank this, this week. <laughs> you know what, I wrote? <laughs> what I wrote this week is like. Pray. <laughs> pray. Like, just pray we can come up with some shit to talk about. I know. I feel day. like we need to have something extremely valuable to tell the people if they listened all the way to this. Because there's 
there's probably my guess is there's three people that listen to this all the way to the end. Jennifer Mem is definitely listening. Mike Blanchard. Oh, Mike Blanchard is. For He'll sure. make it all that, the way to the end. Thousand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then what the fuck? What the fuck, Camden? <laughs> oh, how about this? I'll tell a Mike Blanchard story. Okay. Uh, That'll be good for everybody out there who doesn't know. Mike Blanchard's one of my best friends. I think I've known Blanchard since 2003. Um, married two twins, unbelievable guy. Love him to death. So I get hired. He's tattooed to the bones too, people. Tattoos everywhere. So I get hired by Donato's. So I'm like, okay, like you start Monday at 8 a.m. I'm like, cool. So me and this other kid, Greg, got hired at the same exact time. Wow, shocking. I remember his name. That's crazy. So, and then like when you get there, A, park as far away from the entrance as you can and make sure you're there early because the manager will be ready for you at 8 a.m. Park as far away as me and Greg can. Uh, like 9.45, here comes this white Honda, rah, rah, like pulling in. This fucking platinum blonde hair kid, no tattoos. I'm like, what the fuck? What's your name? I'm like, I'm Jared and this is Greg. Da, 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 da. We get in there. Uh, I think he just had like two quick beers because he was like, got to rev the engine or something like that. I'm like, all right. And then he's like, go cut vegetables. And like for the rest of the day, I just cut vegetables. And I was like, this Abercrombie-ass motherfucker thinks he's the shit. Like, I can't wait to get him into a situation where I can, like, talk to him. So I knew that was, like, going to be coming down to me and Greg, like, who got, like, moved up in this company kind of thing. Or got, like, it got kept around, not moved up. So the next day, we cut the vegetables and everything. And he's like, hey, I need you guys to, like, sauce some pizzas. <laughs> so we go back, and there's, like, these two tubes. And there's, like, a button, like, you know, like, a piece where you hit buttons. And that tells you how much sauce is coming out. So, and there's two different types of sauce. So there's a total of six buttons, but the top two buttons are like the large pizza. So he puts it underneath, hits the large button and he shows me how to do it. I'm like, all right, I can do this in my sleep. No problem. And he like takes a step back and he's like, Hey, I'll give you five bucks. Put your mouth on that tube and let me hit the button. So I ponder it for a second. I go, Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks and put your fucking asshole on it. Let me hit the button. <laughs> I'll never forget. He took two steps back and he goes, what? And I'm like, you fucking heard me. And he goes, oh, dude, you're pretty cool. <laughs> Fast forward to that Friday. I get invited to a party. I show up but by him. This is before cell phones and shit like that. Right. Wait, hold on. Maybe I, yeah, I did have a cell phone. Excuse me. So I call him and he's like, go to this address. So there's cars everywhere. I'm freaked. I'm like a Sunbury kid, man. I'm like, I'm in Westfield. I'm like, this is crazy. I get greeted by Mike Blanchard at a party where, like, there's probably, like, 75 people. He has no clothes on. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Welcome to the party. Come on in. And I'm like, are you naked? And he's like, oh, yeah, man. That's how we get after it. So I'm like, in this seven-day period I meet this kid, I was like, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to be friends for a lifetime. <laughs> I, I can guarantee it. So we definitely got to get him on the show, though. He's, uh, he's a classic guy. He'll give some good takes. Nice. We'll have to talk about uh, – European German Jesus that he got tattooed on himself one time too. Oh wow. Yeah. He, he got Jesus tattooed on and he didn't know where Jesus was from. And he was like, he's German motherfuckers or something like that. <laughs> Just, I've had too many classic conversations. I used this. Okay. We'll end it on this. I used to, <laughs> this is so terrible. I used to sneak away from when we were making pizzas and I would call in and I would tell people like make Blanchard answer it. Like no one else answer it. So Blanchard would pick it up and I'd be like, I need two pizzas. And like, I, but I knew exactly how to keep him on the phone. Right. So he would like put up, so he'd put this woman on mute. 
And so I'd set the phone down and come around and he'd be like, you got to take this phone call, man. This bitch is crazy. Like I can't take this stress. I'm like, jump back on, man. Like you'll be fine. And he'd jump back on. I'd be like, did you say something about me being a bitch? And he'd be like, oh, you son of a bitch. And he'd come around and sock me in the arm or something like that. I can't believe they let us run that store. Yeah. When we left, there was like 100, 175 empty beers on the drop ceiling. Like we constantly drank the entire time we were there. Like we were just drinking and working and no one ever said a word nice. about how much beer was missing. Great job. And on that note, I think this is a perfect time to end this fucking mess of a pod. Yeah, definitely. Shouts out to Mike Blanchard. Man. Shouts the out man. to Mike. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have him on soon. So Jason, it was always, as always, it's the pleasure. Uh, we'll figure out in two weeks, everything, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I swear to God, it will bring the heat next, next uh, week. Oh, don't make any too many promises, but we'll, we'll be better. How's that? Can we promise that? <laughs> Sounds perfect. Draw a picture, motherfucker. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at two guys being dudes at JB cam, I, 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 and at J frost. Follow on Instagram at two guys being dudes. Visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash two guys being dudes and on the web at www.twoguysbeingdudes.com.